This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Off to the Helderberg we go uh, to connect with the executive director of the Green Times eco consultant, coach, and frog whisperer. <laughs> Morning, Alma Pollard. <laughs> Good morning. Very nice to speak to you. <laughs> Always a pleasure to connect with you, Alma Pollard. So I was reading this article on The Green Times saying, when will Africa embrace ecological agriculture? So uh, I like to consider myself uh, a little well-informed, and then it occurred to me that I have no idea what ecological agriculture is. So can we start by just answering that question? Because it got me initially. It got you. <clears throat> And you are very advanced already, so I think you just have to connect <laughs> one or two more little dots. Maybe. <laughs> you, can, you can imagine. And we have unpacked a lot, uh, you know, about sort of organic farming and things like that. But yeah. ecological agriculture really has to do with um, farming in line with, with climatic conditions as uh-huh. well. It's a more flexible agriculture. It's, in fact, what people have been practicing for a long time. It's like the natural indigenous agriculture where, you know, our big issue is to build the soil because mm. our soils are depleted from chemical inputs. Yes. So it's very much to do with, uh, with composting and <clears throat> building texture in the soil and the water holding capacity of that. Um, low, in, low inputs, low chemical inputs, um, always mulching, always covering your soil. Uh-huh. In other words, managing the water supplies and very much to do with diversity. We've learned that diverse farms with diverse crops um, survive far better with uh, the unfolding climate crisis that we are in mm. and and that they are more um, adaptable. And also diversity, of course, speaks to the nutrition of the farmer's children yes. and the people in the rural areas where, where often all the support doesn't get to. And, and so it means uh, a wider range of nutrition to eat and therefore healthier bodies and more resistance to all sorts of unfolding pests and viruses. So it's, it's I would call it more um, holistic farming practice. What a comprehensive answer to a very straightforward question. I love that. We feel like we could end here. <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, okay, Elmer, <laughs> so let's take it back. I mean, agriculture is all about feeding the people. Um, so let's yeah. ask this big question and take it global here. What's the situation currently around world hunger? Yes, world hunger is, is of course, I think probably kind of our top issue here for, for us also in Africa because um, um, there's a prediction now that, you know, in Africa we have 250 million hungry people. They're called mm. malnutrition, people who suffer from malnutrition. I think that's a nice little euphemism. Yes, of course, you are, it is malnutrition, but it's also chronic hunger. Yeah. Let's call it that. Um, and so they are now predicting that Africa will surpass Asia, which was the top uh, country for malnutrition by 2030, mm. if we don't change our farming practices, yeah. that it will be, it will go up to 433 million people hungry. And that is, of course, going in the wrong direction. We specifically are, are trying to find solutions to reduce the, well, the, the African hunger. Mm. And the problem is that a solution was thought up in 2006, which mm. was actually offered by the, the chemical industry. Um, and they call it the Green Revolution, which uh, uh, this, well, the full name is, is Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa. It was launched in 2006. 
really based on chemical farming, commercial seeds, and synthetic fertilizers. So this gave people some hope, and we know that it also uh, it was also unfolded in in uh, India and was disastrous result yes. and and masses of of um, even suicides by Indian farmers. So yeah, what what happened in Africa? Thirteen countries participated, and it took them in the opposite direction to what we were wanting. Yes. Productivity did improve for a few specific crops like uh, like maize. Mm. We're talking genetically modified maize because now you have to plant these specific seeds. They're genetically modified, so you have to add your Roundup and whatever. It's all controlled around specific and chemical inputs. But a lot of other crops um, um, dried out completely from neglect from the, the government agencies because they were not supporting the Green Revolution, um, such as highly nutritious and climate-resistant crops like millet. Yeah which is an old crop that people have lived on in a very long time, millet production fell by 24% and the yield dropped by 21%. It left the farmers' children without the nutritious food that they were used to in in this millet because they had less diversity on Mm. the land. Now, if your whole farm is put under a maize, you can imagine you're not going to get around the nutrition. Um, So hunger remains high in the 13 participatory um, countries. In fact, food security dropped in those countries by 31%. Wow. So, Elmer, the the Green Revolution clearly wasn't working. At what point did someone say, hang on a moment, we need to go back to, and that takes me back to my question then about that ecological agriculture, like at what point did they decide, let's make the change? Well, you know, some countries had been in resistance from the beginning. You know, I would say common sense would mm. prevail. If you have been a farmer for a long time, here's now some big chemical company coming in and saying, we we know what you do, we're giving you all these extra chemicals and you will improve your yields. I mean, even in a country like Rwanda, where the, where the chairman of AGRA sits, mm. uh, they managed to make four times as many um, as much maize but the food never got to the rural poor, and hunger increased by 41%. So there were other countries, like Mali, for example, mm. who actually resisted this program. The government even resisted it. So their, their, um, their hunger um, dropped from 14 to 5%. Ethiopia combined um, natural agriculture, which is, you know... Um, uh, agroecology mm. with these programs, and in their case, they managed to reduce hunger from 37 to 20 percent wow. in the north by adding composting. You know, composting is crucial, mm. plus water conservation, plus biological pest control, not just the chemical pest, pest control. So we see that the more na- the more natural in, 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 inputs. Um, increases the resilience of the soil, mm. the diversity of your food, and, and the, the nutrition of all the children. So it's now become clear, you know, they've obviously checked this out as it went along, but gradually, very quickly, I think people sort of realizing it's not actually delivering what the promises, you know, false yeah. promises. So now it's really quite exciting for me this because there's a, a panel of experts on sustainable 
food systems in, in West Africa, and they've launched a transitional program to move away from the Green Revolution practices. And the United Nations is supporting this Good. in the upscaling of agroecology programs. I quite like this, uh, Elmo, when you, it's called the Green Revolution and then it didn't even bring about what was necessary and changing things back is seeing some change. Uh, do you have any more examples for us? Because this is a, a story with an African flavor, an African context. Do you have any more stories for us out of Africa around this move away from what they call the Green Revolution? Yeah, I think it would be nice to go and look at more individual cases. I just know, you know... Um, they're very strong on, on agroecology in Burkina Faso, Mali, and Senegal, and they are getting subsidies for bio-fertilization. Um, so that would be natural fertilization yes. and other natural insects. So the government are now supporting, I would call it simply natural farming, um, even in, in the very um, dry areas um, in, in Niger and Senegal, there's a green, a real green revolution happening, and they're focusing on, on the growing of trees wow. and the production of diversity and agroforestry initiatives. So, and the government are supporting this. They are restoring the fertility of the soil and the water holding capacity of the soil, yes. and they have increased it um, from 40 to 100 percent within wow. five years. So. You see, this is where we have to be careful of, of the word green now. Yes, exactly. Now, green has been bandied around for just about anything. And, we, you know, we, we talk about greenwashing. I mean, the green revolution, so-called green revolution, is, is the ultimate greenwashing. Yes. Honestly, it's got nothing to do with green. But, you know, there's this wonderful alliance for food sovereignty in Africa. And this story has many links. And you can, I really want to encourage people to, to pick through on the links. It gives you all the details of how it's being done. And of course, this is absolutely crucial in South Africa as well. We have massive hunger here too. Mm. So we need a, a real wake up um, amongst the farming community and all of us even who try to grow food here and there. And then also to support those who farm correctly so that there's food for us, food for our children and food for those who come after us. The story is fascinating, and uh, you'll find it on The Green Times. When will Africa embrace ecological agriculture? And I love it when you bring back things back to the roots, things back to the simple, things back to almost the way they were. You find out there are many things that work even better, depending on the context, of course. But this is a great story, and seeing all of the improvements that are coming in food security in so many African countries, a brilliant story to read, fascinating. And then you've only read one of the so many other great stories on The Green Times, the voice you heard, the, that of Executive Director of the Green Times, eco-consultant and coach, it's Elma Pollard. Elma, we love hanging out with you. Thanks so, so much for this morning. Have an awesome day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.